to Backboard Banter on the board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's ass ferocious as Tyrese Halliburton and those Indiana Pacers, man. I mean, we both had them in the playoffs, but they have been excellent to start the season, particularly on offense, though. I mean, 126 points per game. Let's not look at their defense and what they're allowing teams to put up against them, but... You know, Tyrese has this team rolling. The Pacers are off to a very hot start. Everyone in the media is talking about them. Nobody expected this from the... Look, you know, you got to be excited for the most Canadian team, you know, players-wise in the NBA. And I'm paying attention to this Pacers squad. I expect them to stick around and be not quite OKC-esque, but Tyrese knows what's up and... If you didn't already know who Tyrese Halliburton was as a regular NBA fan, you do now. He has showed up onto the stage. Man, I think like that trade, um, as much as everybody calls it a win-win, yeah. I feel like the Pacers really won that one. Um, getting a guy like Tyrese Halliburton's quality, um, I think he's a better player than uh, Darren De- Fox. And that's saying something because Darren Fox is a heck of a basketball player, man. Um, I think, you know, the Pacers really hit a home run with this one and it's showing, um, nobody expected them to be this good last year and they've been, you know, good two years in a row, at least to start the season, haven't played, you know, a, a juggernaut of a schedule, but Hey man, beating the teams in front of them, uh, seven and four, what are they, um, fifth in the Eastern conference right now? Something like that. Like, that's awesome. Good for them, man. And it's kind of great to see when you consider, what trading a superstar does uh, in the current NBA right now, like to get what they've gotten out of the Paul George situation from all these years ago, like, you know, hats off to this front office and this organization, the Pacers who, you know, I kind of, I feel like a couple of years ago, I joked about how they're just this team in mediocrity who doesn't want to hit rock bottom because they can't really afford to as, you know, a smaller market team. And, here they are, right? Having not hit rock bottom, but still having found their guy, their cornerstone player to work around. And it just goes to show that if you're smart savvy and you don't just lean into what every player and organization wants, you might be able to get some extra things and you might find some diamonds in the rough. Because I don't think everyone expected Tyrese Halliburton to be what he was right out of the gate. But you and I definitely knew when this trade happened that he, he was going to be special. Well, man, people knew he was going to be good after his rookie season. That People were super shocked that the Kings gave him away for, for DeMontis Sabonis. But, hey, man, it's worked out for the Kings. They, they've been better for it. But, like, the Pacers have their stud for the next, you know, decade. And, and that's worth way, way more than kind of getting a little bit of an upswing in uh, team uh, winning play when you, you know, don't necessarily have that true up upper echelon star like i would say halliburton over fox um and if you're doing like a you know top 20 i think halliburton probably falls in there and and fox is just on the outside you know especially right now after the way that they've been playing and you know we'll we'll get into it we'll talk about the pacers a a little bit more when it when it comes down to it because you know they they are a top five team in the east right now you you do have to respect them but let's roll back let's go to our takes from from a couple weeks ago because i'm sad you know, the Grizzlies, their season has not been great. It's not been off to the start, and I believed in them. I thought, you know, they're facing the lowly Blazers two games in a row. They'll take the first one, and then they can lose the second one. Nah, 
They flipped that <laughs> script on me. They won. They lost the first one. They won the second one. I'm sad over here, but hey, you know, hopefully the Grizzlies will get a couple more W's. I don't think that's going to happen considering the amount of injury troubles that the Grizzlies have been going through this season. But yeah, I took an L once again. Man, two and nine for this team um, is not the the start that they expected or, or anybody did. Everybody knew Jaw was going to be out, but man, this has been a, a brutal, brutal start for them. At least they got their first win against the Blazers. You got like right. half of it right, Kevin. <laughs> um, I mean, it's better than me uh, trying to pick over the Nuggets. Uh, dumb, dumb play. Luka didn't have it. Nikola Jokic is is the king for a reason. Um, Luka's just just not as good as him. You know, it's, it's oh, it's baffling. It, it it makes me sad for you because you know if you did get this take right, Luka would be top of the league. They'd be they'd have that extra W over the Nuggets. Like, look, you can't be that upset when you're calling the games against what looks like the two best teams in the West right now, considerably. So you know, I'll I'll hand it to you. You you took your boy Luka. You, you can't be upset about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love my boy Luca, and he's been he's been great this year. But those Denver Nuggets, man, just just chugging along. Um, unlike our Raptors, who they are showing the same thing that they did last year: starts <laughs> and fits. You know, man. Like we have good stretches, but then we have horrendous stretches. Um, considering <laughs> we went, you know, three and three since we last talked, um, some of those wins were great. Some of those losses were baffling. Um, which one do you want to start with? I mean, there's so many different ways to really go about it. Let's talk about the L's, get them out of the way, really, and then we can talk about a little bit of success because I think the L's are more telling than our W's in this week. You know, when you look at the 76ers, the Celtics, the Bucks, you know, the 76ers games, man, the Celtics and Bucks games really slipped away from us. You know, we had a chance to to really stable ourselves, get to 500 show that we're willing to do it. And unfortunately that's that Scotty shot against the Celtics, man. Like Darko, I got to say wrote up a great play. Scotty was open in the corner. He had enough space for that three point shot and it just didn't knock down. And things happen, right? We can't be that upset considering the boys keep coming back from being down. Now they're down in the first place, which sucks, but at least they're still fighting, right? That's what matters. Well, yeah, like the 76ers game uh, was a was a tough fought game. The 76ers just kind of seem to have our number right now. Um, but you're right, like in in both the Bucks game and the Boston game, uh, we were kind of right there. Uh, being that down to the Giannisless Bucks is yeah. inexcusable for me. I know we lost OG Ananobi to house chores, um, but it is just not not okay they don't have Giannis and to let Dame drop 40 on us after they contained him in that first matchup like yeah. was very very disappointing for me and then last night man we were in that game until the end of the second quarter where we just decided to give it away we're down 14 at half but we storm back we look so good and you're right man that play like he was open I thought he kind of bobbled it it didn't quite go perfectly but if he had gotten the ball like right off the bat i think that was a bucket um and it's it's tough but the three losses are against the three best teams in the eastern conference yeah so it's it's really hard to say that you know those are bad losses what's really bad though is being down 
what, 21 points and 23 points to the, the Spurs and the the Wizards, yeah. respectively. Yes, we won those games, but man, what are we doing? Man, what the, are we doing? the Spurs game has, like, a special place in my heart. So, like, my my my, <laughs> speed club, my ski club, was we got together. We had our coaches club meeting, so I wasn't able to watch the game. But, you know, shout, shout out to my boy who, who works at Winsport. He's you know around the corner running the desk for the the room that we're using and he's got the he's got the raptors game on he's watching it so i take some strategic bathroom breaks i'm not gonna lie you know and not getting to watch the whole game versus Wemby was sad but man i wish i had have gotten to sit sit down and watch that whole run back you know the way that scotty took over against the spurs at the end of the game like there's been some great moments here and there for these boys in these games, and you still can't excuse the fact that we were down the amount that we've been. Like they're either taking their foot off the gas, the classic Raptors, you know, half court curse comes in. Like we still can't shake our demons, you know. Bro, like it seems like we don't, like we don't engage during certain stretches of of the game like we just kind of disengage we think that like you know it'll just it'll just happen for us we over dribble we overpass we we overthink and it just it feels like we just have no control and then all of a sudden like we just start making the simple play we you know take our open shots we play within the the rhythm of the game and we look like one of the better teams in the NBA man and so it's frustrating to be you know, five and seven, especially with those losses yeah. to teams like um, who'd we lose to? We lost to Portland and to to the Bulls. Yeah, like we could easily, easily be seven and five, and even nine and and three. I really truly believe that because I think that we should have gotten a split with Boston and with with Philadelphia. I think that we're good enough to get that split. Um, it's just it's frustrating. There, it's still early though. There's growing pains, and like the one thing that you gotta admit is that like Darko knows how to come back from a from a deficit. Man, he knows how to go into that locker room and get that team ready for the second half. I don't know how he he <laughs> can't get them to, to kind of start games and and to play in the second quarter. But hey, man, third quarter, fourth quarter, he's got them locked in. So yeah, just gotta work on two more quarters. I don't know if the I don't know if the players are just chilling too much. Their vibes are too good, but. Yeah, when you see the way that Darko can control the locker room, the way that, you know, I'm sure you've seen the the giant award that he gives out at the end yeah, of every game. Chain. That's that's pretty great, you know. We're we're rocking Dominic Tretto vibes over here. We're winning for family, you know. My my heart uh, pretty happy with, with the amount of times I make that joke over here, but it's it's got to be the positivity, right? We got to look at what Darko is capable of doing and what we've seen out of this team and build for the future i talked about it coming into this season you know assists 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 and turnovers that was going to be a big deal for us working as a team and we're number two in the league when it comes to the percentage of shots 66 percent of our shots that go down are assists unthinkable numbers to the raptors of old that we've seen in the past few years right like now 22nd in turnover ratio that's not not great right our offense is trash at times we can't put a bucket up but we're at least working together right i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of fans (laughs) i've seen together to be bad (laughs) i've seen a lot of fans rip on it where they're like 
they're just passing the ball out and 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 shoot and trying to take shots and 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 running to the basket and not achieving anything. We do twenty seconds of nothing, and I'm like, yeah, but when that actually works, when our offense is flowing, we find the you know the open lanes, and then our shooters are knocking down shots. We crush the Bucks like we did earlier in the season. So it, it hurts that we have such pendulum swings in the way that the boys are playing, but the positivity is that it's development, right? We are a developing team and we're going to have those hurdles. We're going to have those problems. We just, it needs to happen faster for us. That's what we want. It just needs to happen faster. Yeah. I think that we're getting a little impatient. Um, And also like, man, can we have any, any better luck with the injury bug and especially OG man, this guy, some guys, it just seems to follow them around. Like it really does um you know there are some guys who just they just seem to be more injury prone and some guys who are just you know lucky and never get hurt um og is definitely uh the latter or the the former not the latter Mm -hmm. he is uh somebody who every season it seems is gonna miss 20 to to 40 games um and that's just it's just frustrating man because he is such an integral part of our team I really think he is the key cog for us winning games. The three of them together of OG, Siakam, and Scotty is one of the most, I think, unstoppable threes in the NBA. But OG is what makes them complete. Because I think he's a little bit more willing to take a backseat on the offensive end and to do more work on the defensive end. Yep. And not have to make the flashy play. I think Scotty likes to make the flashy play on the defensive end. He made a couple of them last night. And Siakam likes to be that that go-to offensive hub. And so that like kind of you know builds this you know massive monster between the three of them. But OG is very, very, very clutch in that. And so like it sucks that he's hurt, but we gotta lose him to house chores, man. Like we didn't even lose him in practice. Like, Bro, what are we doing here? You got me so good with that house chores at, at the beginning of this. I wish the NBA could like actually list that as a, you know, it, anyone who's played NBA Two K, you know, you see the random, you know, Twitter posts of like, you know, player is out because his girlfriend broke up with him. Things like, I, it'd be funnier if the NBA would would actually post things like house chores. Cause yeah. OG, what are you doing, man? Come on, you gotta. We gotta wrap this man in bubble wrap when he's not on the court. You know, just to just to take care of him, like. Bro, he's so rich. Like, I know that, like, you know, good for him doing his own housework. But like, pay somebody to Come do on. it, man. You're too important to our team. He's doing workouts left-handed right now. Like, come on. Oh. Okay, he's, man, he's easily the second most important player on our team. For sure. I mean, Scotty's the future, but OG is the reason why we have a defensive presence at all, right? I mean, we're eighth in defense in the league, right? Which is the, I mean, come on. Obviously, Scotty has been as good. No, we are eighth. Like, that's where we are, but we should be. Yeah, but we should, like, we should be even higher. Well, if OG and Scotty were around 100% of the time, we're we're top five defense, and we know that about ourselves, right? The fact that we're a top 10 defense when we're just, like, throwing in, you know, Malachi Flynn here and there to try to be a defender for us. Like, yeah, we we do all right. Grady Dick, both of them getting minutes, and you we know, still have a top ten defense. You know, I love if Grady, Grady Dick's shot. I love his yeah, release. But if he can't hit, <laughs> this yeah. is the this is the thing, right? His shot looks so good, but you know, sometimes things don't knock down. And of course, he's a rookie. Give him time. Give him time, right? We can rip on Gary Trent for his shooting, yeah. which you know we're not gonna do today because 
man put on a good he performance well he did great yeah. for us he knocked down so some shots. Yeah, we, he needs that game to, to come back right and, and have some when he hit vibes. that early three i was oh dude Gary, this is this is that's like, you man that's you this is like the championship run game four game five game six whatever it was when marcus all hit that three in like the first How four minutes low? of the game and i'm like we need this yes <laughs> like Bro, how low have we fallen since the championship season that you're comparing game 12 <laughs> to game 4, 5, and 6 of a playoff run? <laughs> Get out of here. Yo, we live in a different world, oh, man. man. Different world now oh. for sure. But look, there's been positivities. We've seen that Darko is letting the team run. He's letting everybody have an opportunity. You know, we're... We're praying for Coloco's injury. We're hoping that his his chest what I forget exactly what it was, whether it's his chest injury, it's a respiratory thing. You know, we'd love we'd love some backup Coloco because Pirtle, as great as Pirtle has been field goal percentage wise, because you know, he's always top three in, in percentage, he just disappears in some games. You know, defensively he has not looked up to up to par this year and so I, i'd love me a little coloco to return we saw what one game of auto porter yeah you mentioned the injuries earlier we just need everyone to be happy and healthy to play and like just like a little bit i would love some coloco because i would just like to see some some athleticism at the center position like i love yak and like definitely is fundamentally sound yep but you're right he's disappearing in these games just because he's getting over overmatched and he's not athletic enough to keep up with these guys so i think having a having a guy like christian you know back him up would be really nice for our team um yeah it'd be nice to see the rest of the players like get in there but again man like auto porter i can't hold my breath breath for no. him he's like He's like a like an OG version on on steroids, man. That guy gets hurt just getting out of bed in the morning. So, um, like, what it's are we true. doing? It's true. It's true, honestly. And you know, Precious is such a coin flip these days with what his what his capabilities and what his production is going to actually be on the court. So it it really comes down to you know is Malachi Flynn? No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It comes. It comes down to if Schroeder can get these guys together, right? Because he is the veteran at this point. We've seen that he's going to be the starting point guard for this squad. He's been great. He's been fantastic, right? Anyone who picked him up in fantasy is like, whoa, this guy, he's been amazing for, for people. But yeah, Schroeder has been, you know, the the Kyle Lowry that we, we needed for this team, right? You talked about, we talk about the inconsistency of this squad, right? And when, when it comes down to it, the only consistency that the Raptors have really had in the last few years is Kawhi Leonard Buckets. Kyle Lowry's booty and Demar doing Demar things, right? Like that's what we've experienced since the Chris Bosh era, and so like we need more consistency, and and that just hasn't really existed at this point. Hopefully, Scotty can be that. Hopefully, Siakam can be that. Hopefully, OG is you know rapping bubble rap and can be that as well. Don't don't talk about Siakam being that because man, like you said, Kawhi buckets, Kyle booty, and and Demar hitting middies. Like that leaves a four year stretch where we haven't had any of those. Yeah, you know um and so yeah i think that the the hope and the constant's going to be scotty barnes you know double doubles and triple doubles because i think he's got that in him he's a menace defensively him and og have been fantastic together um so yeah scotty defense and um and uh some some buckets would be a nice nice new consistency to the raptors era and uh, with when it comes to Siaka, man, I'm gonna you know throw it back to what I've been saying for years. We gotta trade the man. We just have to. I 
I think he's a fantastic <laughs> player. He's definitely one of the top five players in Raptors franchise history. Can't argue that. Uh, and if you do, you don't know Raptors franchise history. We need him to turn into a guard. We and... need him to turn into an elite <laughs> level guard, or yeah, at yeah. least a, a a mid to to high level guard. And I think no. That... And I, I agree. And I think that with the front office not extending him as much as, you know, Siakam has come out and said that he wants to stay after he wants to be extended. I think that this has showed that the front office is aware of that and that they're letting things run and seeing what can actually happen. Because obviously if OG, Siakam, and Scotty can be healthy and can all be 35 plus percent three-point knockdown shooters on four plus a game cool we don't need things but that's just not the reality that we live in that's just not going to happen consistently wise you know i will say scotty's jumper has looked better this season he's been knocking down threes he's been confident and we love to see it but we need more right now and if we're not going to have it right now then the right now player in siakam has to be transformed you know transferred becoming something better and as we've Traded said into something else. we need desmond bain ask we need a we need a guard we need somebody who can actually shoot some threes because we were hoping that gary could do it and it's it's not happening and we we know that grady needs some more time before he's nba ready to play the type of ball that we want to see so a lot of questions still for this raptors team but i'm still happy like i'm not upset about the season that we've seen so far there's been some great basketball there's been some great moments we don't love falling behind the way that we've had, but hey, some great comeback wins and some big moments for the boys at the end of the day in just a vacuum, just looking at the W, not the rest of the game, just the W. Feels good, man. And you know, man, like I like to break up the season into like five little game stints. Um, and the first five games, we were two and three. The next five games, we were three and two. We've started this five game stretch 0 and two. Um, but we do have the opportunity, you know, to beat the Pacers, the Cavs, um, and the Magic, um, and the Pistons, and like, you know, get get on a roll here and and start to to really build it up for ourselves. Um, so, like, we'll see. And it's it's still early. There's 70 games to yes. go. So, hey, we go on a on a 10 game winning streak. This is all behind us, and and we're laughing. And I still think that we should trade Siakam. <laughs> Even if, man, we go on a 20-game win streak, I still think we need to trade Ziak. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> of course. Hey, you got to sell high, buy low. Sell high, buy low. But, you know, we've got very winnable games coming up. You know, this game on Tuesday against the Magic, game two in the in-season tourney. I swear, boys, you better get this W. We need it going 0-2 in the in-season tournament. Is pretty much a recipe for you're out, not happening, unless you win the next two games and then you get lucky with the wild card. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. So, you know, important game coming up against arguably hey, a pretty good team in the Magic. They've been playing decent right now. No, man. The Magic, uh, seven and five. Paolo Banquero looking real, real nice this year. Um, he looked great as a rookie, but even better as a second year player. Um, Jalen Suggs, not very good, though. Jalen Suggs is not very good. Cha-ching! That's a W for us right there. He tries really hard. I'll give it to him, though. He does try really hard. He really wants to be great. Um, He just, like, dude, doesn't have 
Jalen Suggs is, is one of those kids in school who consistently gets B pluses, but spends like four hours a night outside of class working and, you know, trying to be better than he is. And, you know, Scotty Barnes is that kid that gets an A minus for just showing up in class. So here we are. <laughs> Thank God we made that, that pick, though, eh? Yo, uh, I knew, and man. Like, and we, we have very winnable games, like besides the Pistons, besides the Magic, and like the Pacers game <laughs> looks hard. That's going to be the hard one. Yeah. But like there's 12 games between now and December 20th when we play the Denver Nuggets. Those are like, besides, I think um, it's the Suns, the Cavs, and the Pacers. Those are the three teams that like clearly like we would have trouble with. Yep. Like that it's a coin flip of a game. Maybe you could lean towards the other side. All the other games, it's like Washington, Charlotte. Like we should be beating these teams and we need to beat these teams in order to to get to where we want to get to. And I know the Knicks are ahead of us right now in the standings. We're better than the Knicks. We will beat the Knicks because um, the Knicks are in that 12-game stretch, I think, twice. Man, so. I can't believe the Knicks have to. I guarantee. I, I can't believe the Knicks have the record that they do with how poorly Julius Randle has been playing. You know, go back Bro, 50 episodes in this. They have me, not that many people, but you go back 50 episodes in this podcast to the to the days of let's sell Julius Randle because he's on top of this world, top five MVP. Like the, the exactly right. Oh. You know, you know, man. But yeah, this is. It's been a really Bro. interesting season to say the least. There's a few teams that are trying and a few teams that are not succeeding. Bro, they beat the Cavs. That's the one good team that they've beaten. They've beaten the Wizards. They've beaten the Hawks. They've beaten Charlotte, Spurs, Cl- the Clippers, who we both know are, are garbage. And then the Hawks. Get to them. Yeah, we'll get to the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you want to just jump right into the Clippers? I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy with Raptors chat. We can we can talk about. <laughs> I'm good to talk injury. about the Clippers. Yo, let's let's talk about the <laughs> about Clippers. About I am the system airball. <laughs> Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, the guy got a game Wipe winner last night. off right? your shoes and hitting an air ball after wiping off your shoes has got to be prime James Harden. Look, That's gotta... <laughs> the Clippers lost, what, five straight after they got Harden? Six. Six straight. They finally got a win last night. Game, James Harden game winner. Congratulations. Bro. Bro. Like James has been saying, he's got to get himself into game shape. He didn't have an, a, a training camp. You're right. He just got traded to this team last minute. You're right. Bro, this isn't on him. He didn't ask to be traded. He did not show up for training camp. That wasn't him. It's it's insane. Sex note? It was him. It's actually <laughs> insane, the, the Harden situation right now. You know, the whole Westbrook going to Ty Lue, asking to come off the bench, like 50% Westbrook doing that, 50% Harden being like, yo, Get out of my starting lineup. Like, I don't I don't really know what the Clippers are doing right now, but it's laughable at best, right? Like if I'm if I'm uh if I'm any young player on that Clippers squad, if I'm a Vicha Zubac, I'm like, can I can I go somewhere else, please? Like this is not a fun situation right now. Ty Lu no. is struggling. He's doing anything he can to try to get this squad together. And if Ty Lue is struggling, man, what other coach in the NBA could deal with this situation? You've got four guys who have all been like, you know, MVP type caliber players. Yep. I think, you know, all but Paul George is one. Paul George has finished in the top three before, though. Yep. And the thing is, is none of them are even close to their peak powers anymore. Paul George is the closest one to his peak powers. Um, Kawhi Leonard is maybe 
75% of what he was at his peak. Yeah. Russell Westbrook being, you know, 70% and Harden being 70% as well. Like you guys, like this was an all-star team. Yeah. Back in 2014, 2015. Okay. You guys would easily win the championship. It's 2023, man. Like the yeah. ship has sailed on this team. I don't care about them. I feel bad for them. Not really. Cause they're the Clippers and they stole Kawhi from us. Like there's an alternate reality where we're defending our fifth straight championship, but whatever. That's just an alternate reality. <laughs> And Kawhi never gets hurt, but never. You know, again, I'm living in fantasy land. <laughs> like... It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful world in fantasy land. But this is the thing, man. This is what happens when you sell your soul for aging veterans. And honestly, for them to the if this is like the final veteran that they buy with James Harden, it'll just be so like so ironic in the end for the type of player that they're getting. And like they're gonna they're gonna pay him. They're gonna give James Harden some money. Which is crazy because, you know, he, Bro, they, can they chose do. to get him. Yeah. They chose to go after him. Uh, like, they chose that. So They didn't have to have him on their team. They could have left him with the 76ers. Okay, okay. It's we can beat this horse. We can beat this horse for days, but let's let's move elsewhere into the league. What, what else you want to talk about? Where else you want to go? You want to talk about some streaks, some injuries? What's on your mind? Oh, man. Uh, just that, like... You know, I I don't really want to talk about it too much, but like the Kelly Oubre thing, like I hope that guy's okay. Uh, Tyrese Maxey dropping fifty for him, wild to think that this man just got like run over by a reckless driver. Uh, the the prettiest man in the NBA getting hurt. Uh, I hate to see it, man. I mean, it, it, the the thing that it does show is you know the realities of the world, right? Like we we take these sports leagues, we put them up on pedestals, right? We take these players and we 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 give them a, a certain amount of status, and when things like these happens, it reminds us that you know these guys are just everyday people who some of which take the subway to work, some of which you know are just driving down the street, getting to the stadium, just like you know any regular fan. They just get to go in a different door and get to play the game instead of watch it, right? And so. As much as it is a tragic situation, it, it does kind of, you know, level the game a little bit and bring everything down to earth. Yeah, it's it's just sad to see, man. Um, but yeah, just just outside of that, um, I mean, like there's some Zach Levine trade rumors. We'll see. I think he's a great fit for our Raptors, um, but I wouldn't really want to trade Siakam for him. Like that's not a, a straight up trade that I want to make. Um, Plus, that's not so what I think that they're looking for. They definitely are going to look for young assets because if they're selling Levine, they're blowing up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to trade Demar. Like they got to, they got to blow that thing up. Um, speaking about blowing up, I mean, Draymond got suspended for five games. You think Golden State's going to blow that thing up now? Yo, they've been playing like okay. Look, five losses in a row. Yes, Draymond Green suspension, which I'll get to. Yes. Chris Paul's looked great for this team. They've looked relatively yeah. good, okay? The biggest struggle is Andrew Wiggins not existing anymore for this squad, okay? Golden State is in a weird situation, but Draymond, my guy, you can't just be flying out here like this is WWE, okay? This ain't mankind coming off, you know, hell in a cell. Like, we are not in, like, chaos. Like, he just came out of there with the arm and just absolutely use the chair. got him. You can't <laughs> use it, like... The the best part is how Rudy Gobert is just like I'm not doing anything, I'm fine, but I'm not doing anything. Please, like refs, I swear, like that that had me chuckling. Oh man, oh, it had man. me so good. It had me so good. 
Draymond is just a nutbag, man. I mean, it is it's one hundred percent his character to do something like this. Um, yeah, I think five games was appropriate for you know trying to choke somebody out in the NBA, and especially with the history that he has. Um, I think it's it's very very appropriate. Um, yeah, I mean maybe Golden State's uh, chemistry issues might have started with Draymond Green, but who knows? I mean the fact that they keep talking about how immaculate their vibes are within their locker room is just so funny. It's so funny to me. And then you see Jordan Poole not even paying attention during a timeout, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, fair. The man doesn't even know what the play is. Like he's like, it's my team. I'll do whatever I want. It's like, all right. <laughs> it's it's definitely a bit of a fall from grace for Golden State right now. Steve Kerr is doing his best to hold the the strands of this dynasty together, but yeah, it's not looking good for Golden State right now. We'll see if they can do it. We'll see if they come together. If Steph Curry is not on the court, they are I, I don't know what is even happening in Golden State. Like they are not winning games. Nobody else has scored twenty points on their team, bro. Like in a single game. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! I think Kaminga did last night. Sorry, my That's, bad. I, I will say the one, the one shot. As much as you know, Wiggins has been trash. Kaminga has at least kind of stepped up and showed that he is a you know a good piece because he's not a rookie anymore, right? Is he on what year three, year four at this yeah, point? Yeah, in he's time? Scotty's draft. Bro. Like this is yeah. this is the thing, right? And so at least somebody is trying to help Steph out right now because Clay is a shell of himself and. Draymond is definitely going to join the rock and, and do something when this, when his NBA career is over. Yeah. No, he, man, he's a podcaster. He'll, he'll do that. He'll say he's got so many different things. So true. They, you know, what's been wild to me, man, the heat have been so good this regular season over the yeah. last little bit. Like they started off so poorly and have just been on fire. Um, I was not expecting that whatsoever. And you you know what it is, right? It's two things. Two things that I'll speak to. Oh, it's actually three things. The third being, you know, insert new guys whose name I don't know yet, but I'll understand by the playoffs coming around. But it's two things. It's two things that matter. It's Bam Adebayo actually taking the step and being legit. You know, I, I've talked oh, about absolutely. it for I've talked about it for years in this podcast, right? Is his jumper legit? Can it be tested when he starts to get double team, whatever it takes? And he stepped up big. The second team. Duncan Robinson has proven that he's worth the money. The guy who couldn't even play in certain games last year has showed up and been very good for this team. And so, yeah, the Heat, man, I love what Heat culture, heat culture can do. Like, it's Bro, wild. Heat culture. Like, why can't we get some of that in the Raptors? Like, get these guys who are, like, no-name players to play so well? Um, I have no idea. It's, it's very, very impressive. Um, the Pistons, like... Those poor, poor Pistons, like ten losses. Jay Nivey, um, like should they break them up with Cade Cunningham? Like, remember a couple of years ago when they they had that amazing draft and we thought like, dang, they won. I mean, did they win? I don't know if it is just Murray like... really the pick. <laughs> like this is the I don't know if it's tank tank masterclass. Obviously, Cade is not a hundred percent healthy still. I don't know, man. Detroit just has so many young kids. They they don't really know how to play basketball, apparently. And that leads to a 10-game losing streak. And is Cade ever going to be, like, you know, that guy who's actually healthy? Yeah. He's one of those players. He's like a Zion. He's like an OG. Like, these guys just miss games. Like, they just do. You, you can't no? go wrong. You can't go wrong there, right? And, you know, looking looking down the 
the table as well. The Spurs, seven losses in a row. Not a big deal. We're expecting them to lose. Wembenyan has been good. I'm pretty sure Devin Vassell is injured right now. Uh, so that I think yeah, is yeah. part of it. And he's probably one of their better players. Um, oh, but Wemby's been very mediocre lately. Like, since dropping that 38-point game, like, and, like, looking okay against us, like, he's been, you know, pretty average. He hasn't, like, you know, necessarily dominated the way that, you know, he had to start yeah. the season, especially on the defensive end. Um, so we'll see, though. I, I He's young, and I'm sure this is the most basketball he's ever played in his life. Like, right, on he's... a consistent basis, back to back, and he's playing grown grown men. I know he played grown men in the in Euro yeah. League, but these are like, you know, the I think NBA players are probably like the most physical freaks of all sports. I know NFL players are are physical freaks, but like, bro, like you have a minimum of six three and forty inch vertical to get into this league. Mm-hmm. Like that is like base minimum to get into the league. We're we're seeing right? him settle. Are we're seeing him settle into things, and you know the amount of games, the losing, all of it is piling up. And whether it's starting to affect his mental, whether his physicality is just starting to get hit, which we see with a lot of rookies in time. Like this is why I'm over here looking at Chet Holmgren as the potential rookie of the year, little by little. Like he's been okay. OKC's been good when you think about what their record might be. Anyways, not not important, but yeah, there's. The, the rookie class has been pretty decent, you know, when you think about yeah. the Thompson bros and what they're doing. When you think about Brandon Miller showing up, like Scoot Henderson who right now, like it's been pretty fun to watch over here as a fan. Yeah, man. No, it's been it's been a good rookie class. So, yeah, I've been I've been shockingly impressed with, with quite a few of them. Um, somewhat disappointed with Wemby, though, over the last week. Not going to lie. But he... He set that bar this with that 38-point game what, and those what, ridiculous blocks and taking the ball right from OG like it was nothing. Yo, <laughs> o, o, OG's comments, he's too tall. He's, he's too tall. He's too tall. He's too tall. <laughs> but, like, we're we're allowed to be feeling this way about Wemby because he's supposed to be the next LeBron. He's been put up on this pedestal. So anything less than greatness is disappointing. And I'm sure that's how he feels himself. Well, this is the thing, right? Well, I hope, I hope he doesn't feel that way because like at the end of Of the day, man, like so many people struggle in the NBA, you know, even the great ones struggle at certain points. He's a rookie. He's 18 years, 19 years old. Like he's a teenager. He'll he'll be fine. You know, in the long scheme of things, like he'll be fine. As long as he stays healthy, he'll be dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, He showed those flashes. So, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, do you want to go anywhere else in the league? Anything else that you want to talk about? Or, I mean, I'm looking over. I'm looking over some of these injuries that are happening because there's been a a decent amount to start the season. Obviously, Marcus Smart just went out. Even more struggles for the Grizzlies. Like I did just trade him in fantasy, so I'm not that sad about it. Um, Bradley Beal. You know, we finally got the big three in Phoenix together for a game, and now Bradley Beal is going to be out reevaluated in three weeks because of his back. You know, we could talk about Ben Simmons, who, but that's that's Ben Simmons. I'd rather ben talk Simmons. about I'd rather talk about Cam Thomas, who's gonna miss two weeks, who has been absolute fire, fire, fire yeah, for yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. Like you know, we we saw it in like baby stretches over the past couple of seasons, but yeah, you know, people are coming out and being like, does Cam Johnson get his team back? He's the the new Cam has taken over the, this squad, right? That that's been fun. Um, we should talk about CJ McCollum guy has a collapsed lung for the second time in the past couple of years. 
like it, it, it kind of crazy you know I, i'm wishing the best for that Gary, guy man. Yeah, yeah yeah not not just because yeah. he's on my fantasy team but also because I'm, i don't know if it's the same lung or if it's a, both lungs have collapsed different times but that's I'm terrifying scary. to me man terrifying yeah yeah uh you mentioned yeah, Rob Williams out. I, I was about to say you mentioned you know we were talking about the beginning season season ending surgery for Rob Williams Celtics dodged a bullet tough for that guy man you know Rob Williams such a great player what could have been for a, a an injury riddled career type of guy yeah man yeah because he's you know right smack dab in the middle of his prime at this point and he's never really been able to put together a full season you know one of the better defenders in the NBA when he's actually healthy so um, definitely tough to see. Um, yeah, man, it's it's kind of been sad to see those injuries, but hey, it's part of the league. It is what it is. Again, house chores, man. House chores. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so true. And you know, to to kind of wrap up here, you know, looking at these streaks, looking at the top of the league, kind of what we expected across the board. You know, Boston 76ers, Bucks as that real top three, Nuggets, and then. Mavs and T-Wolves showing up as the big surprises. You know, we we mentioned, I think, the T-Wolves a little bit. Anthony Edwards being legit right now. You know, the joke is that the T-Wolves haven't had a haven't had a true star since Kevin Garnett left. And Anthony Edwards has decided it's him. Cat just over here, you know, hi- hiding in the wings thing. What about me? Uh, but no, they're legit, yeah. man. They're legit. The T-Wolves are showing no, up. Eight and three. I love it. And one of those losses to the Raptors, man. Heck. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, OKC sitting eight and four. I think that you know we're looking at a team that might have not quite the eight and four percentage wise over the season, being fifty percent more. But this team is going to be a forty plus win, maybe even a fifty plus win team come the end of this season if they can stay healthy. Shea is him, no, dude. Shea is no, yeah. him. Canada basketball, man. <laughs> amen all right all right so anything else on your mind anything else you want to bring up this week we pretty much covered it all no man i think that um i'll just predict that you know i'm i'm gonna double down with luca over milwaukee um didn't get it last time hopefully getting it this time what about you i mean let's hope you get it because if you're responsible for another loss for this mavs that's not that's not going to be good when they only have so few but you know, we, 50%, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, the Raptors got blessed last night. We were the last team to get to play it in season tournament game. I was looking at it and I was like, man, the Lakers are three and oh already. And we don't even get to be on the court. Like kind of crazy. So Tuesday coming up, we got a bunch of games on the slate. I'm going to call every single one of them. Now, you know, don't, don't hate me, Matt. I, I called a lot of the easy ones. Let's be real here. Toronto over Orlando. There's no other way I would call this one. Uh, Cleveland over Philly. You know, I like the Cavs more than I like Philly. Indiana over Atlanta. You can't not root for the Pacers right now. Come on. Phoenix over Portland. I'm sorry if you take the other way. Like, you're just assuming that DeAndre Ayton is going to drop 50 on his old team. And last but not least, the Lakers on Utah. Kessler is still injured, so until he's back, I don't believe the the Utah Jazz will win a game, but that's just my opinion. So there we go, Matt. All, what is it, five games right there that I called next Tuesday? It's going to be a banger. I'd flip Philly over Cleveland, but yeah, I think that you, you nailed it pretty close, man. I, I agree. I don't like the, the flop and beads, so 
the I voted with my heart, right? This is the right. thing. I gotta go with my heart. Can't go with the Familia. the true statistic. This is why we're not always right, but you know we feel good at the end of the day. We do this for the family, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new the new vibes the saying of the toronto raptors it's dominic toretto time you know drake was on the showed up at the game last night was kind of hilarious on the call was making jokes you know the peyton pritchard crypto oh man had me going yeah. but anything else my friend anything else you want to say this week no nah, man i think you're good to wrap us up perfect well thanks everybody for being here follow us on twitter and facebook at the board sports like subscribe give us that thumbs up and check out the for new episodes and blog posts and we'll talk to you next time